Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Somos Mas, the official podcast of Somos Mas NM and your source for the latest news and notes on New Mexico United and the New Mexico Runners. My name, of course, is Seth Bidoff. Joining me this evening, we have the one, the only Earl, Earl Nieto. Earl, the bloodline is dead. How do you feel about it? I'm actually okay with it. I mean, um, don't get me wrong. I was a huge fan of the bloodline when it first got started and the whole storyline that they had going there. Um, but after a while, there's only so much things you can do and there wasn't much that they could go with it. Um, so I'm excited to have the Usos back doing their own thing and let Roman do his thing. Um, and then go from there. Well, obviously they're not just going to cut ties immediately and just completely walk away from everything. There's going to be a civil war style storyline for at least for at least a period of time. Um, you know, what happens there? Actually, I don't know because obviously they have the whole storyline going where Roman hasn't been pinned in three years. I think today's the anniversary of three years. Um, so really, I don't know what they're going to be doing or what they want to be doing, but that's it's definitely gonna be interesting. It will also, uh, Ciampa's back. I don't know if you saw that last night. I did see that. Uh, how big of a deal is that? He'll be a no. mid Carter. Like he always is. Like he always was. Um, the only way he main events is if he's back in NXT where he's his own guy. Um, but yeah, I saw Tommaso Ciampa return last night. Your favorite person of all time, I guess. Logan Paul <laughs> somehow shows up and inserts himself into a, the championship contender match. Um, I don't understand that. I have my own personal opinion on that, but it's whatever. Um, and then tonight, I don't know if you saw, but Seth freaking Rollins returned back to NXT and defended his championship against Braun Breaker. I didn't see that. Yeah, Seth Seth won. I didn't. Why is he defending on NXT? That I don't because get. he's a fighting champion. Okay. So whoever challenges him, he faces, unless he gets mm-hmm. assaulted by Finn Balor. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so the Miz obviously got his face wrecked um, yesterday. Uh, Cody finally got a win in a, I believe it was a triple threat tag match mm-hmm. the other night. Uh, is Cody finally getting past the, uh, the the year of, you know, whatever, let's say similar to what his dad went through? No. He still has a lot of trying times that he needs to do, and he's not close to being done with the with the tribulation, I guess what they're trying to call it. Um, he'll still face Brock, so he'll he has a match against Co- against uh, Dominic Mysterio. Okay. At whatever the next place is in London. Um, I know what I'm talking about. The one that they climbed the ladder. Money in the bank. <laughs> you you said play. Nice. I didn't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you know, maybe they're wrestling at Buckingham Palace for all I know. It's been that kind of day. Um, which I'll talk about that here soon here in a minute. Um, but yeah, so he'll face Dominic Mysterio over in London on the first, but I have a very, very good feeling. Um, that he will, he will lose that night. 
Okay. I, I mean, I, I don't necessarily agree with it, but obviously they have something in, in mind. Oh, for, I don't agree with it either because I like Cody Rhodes. He's actually, when I play uh, when I play WWE, he's my favorite to play with. Um, I know Cody Rhodes, so, you know. So, yeah, so he's he's actually one of my favorites. I like him a lot, and um, but I still think that he will wind up losing this weekend. Um, hang on one second. Speaking of this weekend, the premium live event coming up, Money in the Bank uh, that's from not this England. Weekend. Oh, that's not this weekend. Okay, well, that's okay. That's right. That one that was in July. Yeah, July one. Okay, yeah. So whatever's coming up this weekend, um, yeah, I don't know. I honestly don't even know. I'm assuming it's premium live. Is it an NXT event or is it something else? I want to say it's an NXT event. Um, maybe not. maybe maybe WWE has a weekend off. Um, Karsten, how you doing, bud? I have no idea who Karsten is. I do. Karsten Karsten's a, is a friend of mine from uh, from another from another channel. So, and Earl's internet shit the bed. <laughs> oh, okay, well, folks, if you're just tuning in, we have been talking a little bit of WWE with Earl Nieto, our resident WWE expert, who is trying to get us prepared for whatever the next premium live event is this weekend. We're also talking about Money in the Bank as well as some other storylines that WWE is going through. Um, Earl thought he had figured out his internet issues, thinking he had isolated it to a particular laptop. Um, uh, and so, you know, we'll see what happens with Earl. Um, so appreciate you popping in the chat. Carson, appreciate you hanging in there, bud. Uh, I know this is probably not your typical content not your typical podcast content that you would listen to uh if you're just popping in oh carson again first time here this will be live in podcast feeds later in the week we do talk new mexico united we talk soccer we talk mls we talk other things and in the meantime i'm just going to vamp just a little bit see if earl comes back um and no i get it i'm not playing either until after the podcast is done so um we'll see what happens with earl I have no idea what's going on here. So um, if you were with us for the instant reacts on Saturday, Jacob and I talked about the showing of New Mexico United against, uh, against RGV out of the lab. First match home, uh, first match of a, of a three match homestand. Uh, he says, your internet sucks. Okay. Uh, Marlena, I do appreciate you popping in letting us know what's going on with Earl. We'll see if Earl hops back on. We've, uh, we, we've, we thought for some time that Earl was having some internet issues. So, and uh, Karsten, do appreciate you here for the support. Uh, do appreciate you being here. If you, again, if you missed the instant reaction, Jake and I are talking about RGV against New Mexico United on Saturday night. Uh, Two-two draw for United. Uh, Earl may be back. Earl, if you're not in the Blair Witch Project, are you with us? I am here. Okay, um, I, so I was attempting to vamp here just a little bit. Didn't work necessarily uh, get much of anywhere. So um, we were talking about this weekend's premium live event. You were saying you believe that it is a NXT event. Yeah, it might be an NXT event. I'm not 100% sure um, just because there's so many events and things happening around my life right now that it's, it's kind of crazy. Um. 
but we were talking about Cody Rhodes and his tribulations. Mm. I, like I was saying, um, uh, sorry, I was reading the comments too. So, as I was saying, I think that Cody Rhodes loses this weekend. Um, I do believe Brock Lesnar shows up into into the O2 arena and costs Cody the match. Um, which, in my opinion, will lead to a monster main event for SummerSlam being Brock and Cody number three. Mm-hmm. And that'll be pretty much like a number one contenders match for Seth Rollins' championship. All right. Well, uh, we'll keep an eye on that this weekend and through Money in the Bank and see what happens in the coming premium live events. Earl, I did want to ask you, because the other day I had a conversation with uh, with, uh, with, with uh, Fred uh, from KNML 610 uh, AM here in Albuquerque. He is actually the co-founder, co-founder, I believe, of Duke City Championship Wrestling, uh, the new circuit that's come back to the Duke City. Is this uh-huh. something that you've heard about? Are you going to come into town? They do have an event coming up here on July 15th. Any, ho- any chances of you checking out uh, Duke City Championship Wrestling? July 15th, I would have to say those chances are slim to very none. Um, as much as I'd love to, like I just said, my life is a little chaotic at this point where I'm trying to develop property, trying to just figure out what's going on here and there and everything in between. Um, so unless the, unless the, uh, I'm trying to watch what I say here cause she's watching too. Um, unless the manager <laughs> Says otherwise. Look, um, hey, here, hey, right here, right here in the chat. There you go. Okay, so maybe I will go. I don't know. <laughs> um, that was July fifteenth. You said July fifteenth. Yeah, at the El Rey Theater. Oh, so you want me to die? Yeah. <laughs> then why don't you just say so? <laughs> Yeah, the historic L. Ray Theater, not necessarily the greatest part of town, but the return of, cha- of professional wrestling to the Duke City. I think it's a big deal. And uh, I think we're going to reach out to Fred, see if we can't get him on the air uh, here in the coming weeks prior to If you can give me tickets. Show. If you can give me tickets, I need three. Hey, maybe, we'll see, maybe we can get some press passes. How about that? Deal. I'll take right. four. <laughs> I will, I'll see what we can do about getting Fred on the air and talking to him about Duke City Wrestling. Um, so yeah, I do want to see what, um, what your take was on that and, you know, how big of a deal is, you know, professional wrestling returning to Albuquerque professional wrestling in, in New Mexico in general. I mean, I know quite a few indie performers. Um, there's actually a, believe it or not, it's my claim to fame. Um, there is a profession, there's a wrestling training facility in Mountain Air. Mm-hmm. And I know the guy, and he's an indie Um, There's some other indie wrestlers that go there once in a while and hang out and do their thing. Um, so I, I have access to a wrestling gym if I want to try. Okay. And 
so yeah so that's just my small claim to fame so uh marlena if you're still listening does this mean we need to have you sign earl's waiver in order to go try out for wrestling out in mountain air I don't know if Earl had a response to that or not. <laughs> Earl's internet is not cooperating this evening, folks. I do apologize. Um, and there he goes again. Um, okay, this is turning into an interesting, interesting night. Um, if anyone wants to come on and talk soccer with me, please drop me a line, drop me a text, drop me a tweet, drop me something. I'll get you a link. We'll get you on the air. Talk some New Mexico United as they take on Phoenix Rising and Colorado Springs Switchbacks FC this week. Uh, the last two matches of this homestand before heading out on another brief road trip. Uh, coming up tomorrow night out of the lab, 7 o'clock, Phoenix Rising comes to town. Obviously, no love lost between these two clubs. And Earl is back. Earl, are you good? I don't know anymore. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just here so Marlena can see my face. I, is your manager not sitting there in the room with you? So no, I'm I'm at my own house. Okay. Well, you never know. I'm not in her. I'm not in her. Um, what did you guys call it the other day? The the dungeon. I don't know what we called it, but so Marlena is signing off on your waiver to participate. She's not on my life insurance yet. How's she gonna sign off? I don't know. There you go. What's wrong with her? <laughs> Uh, I, I think we, I think, you know, if we can get footage of this, I, I say, go for it. I, I say, absolutely go for it. But, um, Gosh, <laughs> uh, let's get into, let's get into Mexico night. I was just bringing up the fact that New Mexico night plays Phoenix rising FC tomorrow night out of the lab. The second of a three match homestand, obviously rivalry match, no love lost between these two teams. United finally broke the three match losing streak. They had heading into last weekend, Eric, Quill's debut with the club rising two straight draws. They had a two, two draw against Oakland and a two, two draw against loose city, which was actually quite, uh, quite the job done by them against loose city. Um, looking at this match, looking at the limited amount of time that Eric Quill has had with this club, you know, what, you know, what do we need to see out of United that we didn't see in the first match that is going to give, I'm sorry, this is the first match. We, We saw them in the open cup. I saw them in Open Cup, so what happens differently between now and Open Cup? Obviously, we picked up the win over them in Open Cup this year. Um, you know What happens here in league play? Is Rising back on track, uh, do you think, or do you think that they still have issues that they're working through? I don't know what's now we have we had two rolls in the chat. <laughs> yes, one is the, on. one's the king of perfect timings, and this is the patron saint of hot takes. Okay. Um, <laughs> so Earl, I, I don't know if you heard what I said. I don't know if you I heard did. my question there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I heard you twice because on two different two different videos. Okay. Um, I wanna say that Eric Quill comes out the same way he did for this past weekend and just continue to attack for 90 straight minutes. Um, and like I said, I didn't watch the entire match. Um, but from, from what I saw, 
um, just the second half, the little bit of second half that I did watch, we're still attacking in the 70th, 80th minute, which was nice to see. Now, if we can keep doing that time in and time out, then cool. If we could also give or stop giving up late stoppage time end of match goals to either tie or lose, that'd also be great. Um, which I get, it's Eric Quill's first match, and that hurt like shit. Um, so yeah, uh, sorry, I lost my train of thought. That's okay. I mean, yeah, you know, Eric Quill coming out, obviously, he didn't have a lot of time leading into the RGV matchup to instill the system to install the system that he wanted. You know, there's still a lot of things that they're going to have to work through, you know, as he gets the system in, you know, obviously coming in at, at this juncture. And it's something that we talked about, you know, when do they bring the manager in and bringing him in with such short, such a short window of training prior to matches, you know, he's, they have, I think he had three, maybe four training sessions last week or, or days of training last week prior to the RGV match. They probably had one yesterday. I doubt they trained anything more than like a light workout today you know, with a match tomorrow. And then again, maybe a training session on Thursday, maybe one of, I don't know. I don't know what their actual schedule is like, but you know, for a new coach coming in, obviously you didn't get the result that you wanted Saturday night against RGV, give up, you know, giving up a second goal there to, to drop the points. But you know, there has to be a good feeling in the club coming into this has to be feeling a confidence that the, that the manager you know, the new manager, Eric Quill, is putting guys out there and putting them in positions to to make plays. Now, we didn't necessarily get a lot of shots on target Saturday night, but there were a lot of things that were happening on and off the ball that seemed to give the guys a lot more confidence. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, he came in Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Tuesday last week. So that would have gave him Wednesday, Thursday, some of Friday if they train on Friday. So at least two days of training. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't have a full week. So for him to come in and face RGV, who I believe are sitting uh, they were sitting eleventh. Oh, they're eleventh. Okay. I thought they were I thought they were higher. No, um, they were they were sitting eleventh. But even at that, with two days of training with a brand new brand new manager to come out and score two goals within five minutes. That's incredible. And to hold that lead after being down one. So you gave up a goal, you come back, you score two. I mean, that's that's incredible. Um, so for him to walk out of the lab for his first match with one point is monster. Um, yeah, it's a monster one point that he got. He picked up one huge point. And definitely, should I say, already fired up the quick quill movement because he didn't win? <laughs> yeah, some folks are already, there are there have already been some folks across social media who were not impressed uh, with the performance on Saturday. Jacob himself was not entirely impressed, particularly with the second half. And admittedly, it, it wasn't a great second half. And it wasn't um, a great second half. You're 100% right. It wasn't a great second half. But... For them to continue to fight and continue to play and want to play through the end of, I think it was what, five extra or three extra minutes? Mm -hmm. Through the extra three minutes of stoppage time, 
that's incredible. That shows the kind of character that the, that this team have we have. That shows the character of the team we have. Um, yeah, I could not complain any let any more about what we did on Saturday night with two and a half days of training. I wouldn't even say two and a half. I'd say two and maybe one eighth because they don't train hard on Friday before the game. Yeah, I think that's something a lot of people didn't you know, aren't really aware of, you know, especially when he comes in that, you know, at that point in the week, you don't have a whole lot of training time. And you saw some guys play a lot more freer on Saturday, which is something I think we see also tomorrow night against Phoenix rising. Now, obviously Phoenix rising is a different animal than RGV. RGV is fairly unpredictable, um, but they have, they haven't necessarily played well for, for much of the season. Phoenix rising, however, they're, they have known commodities, yeah, you know, uh, commodities in their in their roster. You know, you you've got guys like Danny Trejo, who admittedly is underperforming this year, but and, and you know he he had a big letdown on Saturday night. Um, while while Jake and I were doing the, the react show, he had a big letdown on Saturday night. Um, you know, missing a penalty, so just absolute t- terrible uh, take from the spot by him. And you know, rising as a team, I think they're still struggling to find their find their footing. They're, they're not entirely sure of themselves defensively. I think they're not as good as the, at the back as they have been in past years. And they weren't even as good, that good at the back last year. Um, so I think this is a very good opportunity for United to pick up another good showing, pick up three points against a rising team that just doesn't really, really hasn't solidified their identity and hasn't really keyed in on what works for them offensively yet this year. So just to touch on that, I mean, last season we saw Rising make a mid-season change, a late mm-hmm. season change. It wasn't even mid-season; it was a late season change, um, where they had Rick Chance, if I'm even allowed to say his name. Um, you can say it. Just don't say it three times. Yeah, just don't say it three times. Because then some some slur might come out or something. It might, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, David, if you're if you're listening. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, you had Rick Chance that came out that got sent off last season, and then you bring in Juan Guerra, I think mm-hmm. was his, is his name. Yeah. Um, who poached really him from Oakland? Yeah. Yeah, who really didn't have much going on in Oakland? I mean, they're bottom of the barrel in Oakland. And then he comes over from Oakland and continues to stay bottom of the barrel, which granted by the time he came over, the damage was already done for Phoenix. They, they were not, they couldn't pray them way there. They couldn't pray themselves out of the situation they're in. Mm -hmm. But with that Juan Guerra was let go from Phoenix or he was, he left Phoenix for a reason. And you're going to bring him back. Like, that's why I don't get. He was a, I think he was an assistant coach at Phoenix. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why you're an assistant coach. And I'm not talking bad about what we had because we had an assistant coach, but he came in and proved he's head coach worthy. You're talking, yeah. about, you're talking about a head, a, a, an assistant coach who I don't, I don't even know if was the first assistant. That I, I, I don't know. I'd, I'd have to, yeah, look I don't know if he was the first sure. assistant or not. But regardless, he wasn't good enough to be the head coach, so he left to a startup pop-up team over in San Diego or Oakland, wherever the hell they were at, and 
which God forbid Oakland roots. I hope you guys succeed because Oakland city sports or any kind of sport in Oakland right now is not thriving. So Vegas might get another Oakland team. Um, just talking shit, by the way. Um, that's not any kind of foresight. That is me being the patron saint of hot takes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he takes off and goes and does his thing over there. Doesn't do good. And then figures, oh, I think I like the weather back in Phoenix anyways. I'm going to go back. Uh, I'm going to break every rule imaginable to do it. And I'm going to just pack my bags and go. So by the time he got there, I mean, there's not much he could fix. And then his style of play in Oakland was just not that good. So the definition of insanity is doing things over and over again, expecting a different change. Um, my definition of insanity is painting shit white and hoping it sticks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny you mentioned that. I actually saw this TikTok the other day. It was talking about using a a what's it, what was it? A black primer, and then you paint over it with white or whatever color you're you're doing because it 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 like helps to remove like all the shadows and stains and things like that that might be on whatever surface you're painting. Then you paint over it with white or whatever color you're using, but you use that black primer. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> regardless of what you just said in in the nonsense of Seth, um either way, shit disintegrates. Mm -hmm. So you could paint that shit all you want white. Shit, paint it fucking gold if you want. Mm -hmm. It's going to fall apart. So that's just where I'm at with it. Yeah, it's Again, rising is having an interesting season. They're not necessarily performing where where fans and media would expect them to be. They're certainly not performing up to their own standards. I mean, uh, again, I mentioned Danny Trejo. Trejo's Trejo's not necessarily is not having a good season. Um, you look at you look over at their stats. You look at what they're doing this year, and I mean, Trejo has four goals and sixteen appearances. So not a great season for him, you know. Um, I mean, Arteaga arguably has been by far the more dangerous player, but again, it's you, know, you look at guys like you know Trejo and uh, and Jai and Kevin Lambert as guys who should be leading that team, and they're just not. So, I mean, th there's issues in Phoenix. Again, I don't think they're as good defensively as they as they should be. Um, and so, again, coming into a coming into a, into a place like the lab where United has, has been playing well, not necessarily at their best, but they've been playing well enough to pick up some points. Um, and with the, you know, with a new manager coming in, a new sense of energy, a new sense of urgency, I think this is a very good opportunity for United to pick up three points. And really all they have to do is, you know, be more, be better with the ball movement. Like we saw in the first half on Saturday night against RGV because they were unstoppable moving that ball around. They, we had 75% possession in the first half Saturday night. And we just looked absolutely dominant and put the ball every which way we wanted it. You know, finally picked out every single pass we wanted. You know, we're putting the ball in dangerous positions. Um, they just didn't always end up 
exactly how we want. You know, you, you talk about the missed ball over the top to Brucey there early in the first half. Um, you know, that just inches off from being a spectacular moment. You know, uh, you look at some of the other opportunities that they had, and while we didn't create enough opportunities, it's something that's going to come with time. But again, guys are playing freer. Guys were were doing things in different spots than what we've seen them do. So. I think Eric Quill has a game plan for Phoenix Rising tomorrow night. I think United comes out, and I'll say it. I think we get a 3-1 win over Rising tomorrow. Oh, you're dropping predictions right away. Okay. Let's do it. Um, Let's do it. So I'm kind of going to do exactly what you just did and give an example, give reasoning. Um, If we can continue what we did on Saturday, and I'm talking Saturday second half from what I watched, where we have – Austin bombing up, bombing up the left-hand side. You have Suggsy bombing up the right-hand side. You have Brucey doing his thing. If you have your bombing wingbacks falling up and not sitting back and hoping that Sam and Kalen can hold their own in that backfield, which they proved they can. Mm-hmm. If you have that same back line of Austin... And I don't even know who started. I don't know if it was Suggsy or not. I think it was Brucey that started back there. Brucey started. Yeah, Brucey was back there. You had uh, Austin, uh, Kalen, because Suggs came on late as a sub. Yeah. I don't think he Suggs hit came 000. on for Brucey. Yeah, I don't think Suggsy hit this 20,000 minute mark yet. I think he's still like a half hour short. Um, and I want to say it was Seymour. Yeah, Seymour, because Will came back from his injury. So Seymour started back there. So, Yeah, so if you have that same back line where those those wide backs are bombing up, that's dangerous. With Phoenix's defense, they're not the defense of 2019-2020. Shit, I'll give them 2021 as well. Um, where the defense is just their defense was stout back then. Now their defense is not that good. Mm-hmm. So if we if we can add pressure to them by sending one or two extra up, even if and this is just my mind going in a million directions, even if you send your two wing back your the, 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 I swear I'm not having a stroke. If you send your two wing backs up to the midfield and let your midfield attackers spread out. As long as you're adding more to that front attack, I don't think Phoenix can stop us. So with that, I think 2-0. Okay. Fair enough. And I do want to correct myself. I did. I said Seymour started. It was uh, Hamilton that started. Seymour came in as a sub. He got like three minutes. So uh, I do want to make sure I correct myself there. I knew I had something wrong there but uh so there you have it there's our predictions for tomorrow night against phoenix rising 3-1 and 2-0 both in the favor of united uh looking ahead to saturday colorado Springs switchbacks they started the season off pretty hot they cool off quite a bit uh they're coming off of three losses followed by two consecutive wins as they head into this weekend um and they've looked good for the most part this season i don't have too many complaints about how they're about how they're playing they have definitely taken the roster changes that they were subjected to in the off season and they have made the best of them. You know, you look at the, at the firepower that they lost, you know, Haji Berry gone, Michi Galina gone. Like they just, you know, they, they've been a very good team. Um, 
know, they brought in Scundritz, they brought in Romario, they brought in, you know, some other guys that have just made impacts across the board for them. And uh, you look at, you know, Romario Williams in particular, Romario is actually having a pretty good season. As much as we as much as we hated what he did with us last year, he's having a pretty good year for switchbacks up there. Um, six goals and fourteen appearances. You know they've got an, a lot of different guys on the score sheet this year. And you know the first appearance, we, the first meeting we had between them this year, we lost two one up at their place. Now is the return match down here in Albuquerque. Do we see a different United performance against them on Saturday night, or do you think Colorado is still better than United? Does moss grow on the sunny side of a tree? No. Well, then they're not better than us. <laughs> okay. Um, I think when we played them, we're in a weird spot. We we're trying to figure out who we were. We we're trying to figure out what we wanted to do. Um, if I remember correctly, we played decently. Mm-hmm. We didn't play bad. Um. No, we had yeah. to lead in that, and then we had a Swartz own goal, and then Scundrick scored a couple minutes later. That's what it was. Um, so without that own goal, I mean, you're looking at 1-1. Mm-hmm. Without that own goal, you're looking at confidence of United still being there, and we possibly have a 1-0. Um, we're the better team, regardless. I don't know where they're standing. On, I don't know where they're at in the standings, but we're... We're the They're better team currently. Okay, we're ninth. We're tenth, but yeah. How do we go down? Uh, so we had to draw Orange County one. Okay, that's what yeah. it was. Um, regardless of that, I still say we're the better team, and once again, if we continue attacking and playing attacking soccer for the full match and not just for spurts of it. us. Yeah, this is going to be a tough one. It really is. Again, you know, in his introductory press conference, you know, uh, or I may have even been in the 101.7 team interview with him last week, Coach Quill talked about making the lab into a fortress again. Everyone wants their home field to be a fortress. And, you know, this homestand here is is a really good opportunity for us to do that. Now, we didn't necessarily make that statement Saturday night against RGV. We certainly can make that statement against two teams that are reachable in the standings. I mean, right now we still have a match, one match in hand on Rising. We have two matches in hand on Colorado Springs, and so you know, Rising is two point uh, three points up, and Switchbacks are seven points up. We can make a big statement this weekend through through this week by picking up two wins here. Um, again, I, I we didn't like you said we didn't necessarily play bad in Colorado. We had moments where defensively we were let down um you know you see you see the own goal from from harry and then you know minutes later just the guys have already switched off you know the the dejection the the hanging heads and you know they didn't make the defensive play on scundrich you know so there's definitely been some improvement since then and just in terms of how we play and how react how we react to moments and so with that being said i i think I think Colorado is still the slightly better team in terms of talent, but I feel like we do have our better performances at home in terms of 
in terms of a complete showing, in terms of complete effort. So I think that coupled with, you know, ending the homestand, you know, pride night, the, the guys are going to come out. There should be fired up. Hopefully they're coming off of a win against Phoenix Rising. And, you know, again, more time to for Eric Cole to install what he wants to with this club. I think things continue to get better. I think we see more opportunities. I think we see more chances on goal Wednesday night and Saturday night than we did against RGV. Um, so that being said, I'm going to say United flips the script here and takes the win at home, even as the season series against Colorado Springs. Um, the, the key here, though, is we have to slow down Drew Scundrich and you have to slow down Romario Williams. Now, Romario is not necessarily the paciest of players. He's a guy that's going to do some holdup. He can at times outrun some guys, but given who we have in the back, I don't see that happening. Um, you know, slow him down. Don't let him turn towards goal when, he, when they do play the ball into him. And I think you've got a really good chance of walking with a win against Colorado Springs. Um, Scoreline wise, I'm going to say, I think two nil is the way to go Saturday night against Colorado Springs. I think this is again, an, a week where the club has a chance to, to make a statement, you know? And, and so I think uh, coach Quill is going to have that talk with the guys. Look, we have this opportunity. We still have matches in hand. The season isn't far, far from over. And United is, is, you know, is right there in terms of competing and being competitive in every single match, which really they should be every single week. Yeah, hundred percent. And really that's what it is, is how much is the club going to buy into what Eric Quill is telling them? Mm Mm-hmm. Eric Quill being the new face in town, the new guy. Are the players who have been here since year one, the Suggsies, the Brucies, the Yearsies, the Beezes, are they going to buy in to their third coach in almost as many seasons? And that's yeah. really what it is. Yeah, no, I mean, that's always a question. No matter you know where you're, no matter where you're at, you know, no matter when the coaching change occurs, and, you know, will the players buy in? And and again, it's coming in the middle of the season, right before three matches in eight days. You know, there, there's it's going to take time for the adjustments to happen. And so, you know, I, I think with the veteran leadership and then the young guys that we do have, you know, I think Alex Wagner is going to get a lot of playing time. I think Andre, I think we see Andres Robles get some time. Um, I think uh, Kyle uh, Colonna gets a little bit more playing time because, you know, Quill likes the young guys, you know, he likes giving the young guys opportunities and he has, he's had the opportunity to, to develop some of the best young talent this, uh, and then on, on the national team now. So, um, yeah, it's just gonna take some time. I think we see his minor adjustments here over each of the next couple of matches. And then once he, once the guys have like a full week to really sit down and put a full week's worth of, of training sessions in for one match, you're going to see a, a really big difference in at that point. So, Yeah, I mean, you're looking at a whole week of whole week of Eric Quill and mm-hmm. his thumbprint on the entire club. So, And that's really what it is, is within a week, what kind of change can you do? What kind of, what kind of differences can you implement to make it – to make it better than what it was two weeks ago with Zach mm-hmm. Prince. No, absolutely. Yeah. We'll see what happens over the coming weeks and months as the season progresses. Um, Earl, before we get out of here, do you have any closing thoughts for this week? 
really, there's a couple. There's a few things going on because this week was huge for the sports world of what is the United States. Um, congrats to the men's national team for winning the CONCACAF Nations League. Um, that was the big one that I definitely sat down and watched because uh, I was interested. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, not a whole bunch going on. I am once again back on the back on the hitch because I went ahead and I jacked up my shoulder once again. So God knows what's going to happen there. Um, we'll see if I need to go to the doctor and get that figured out. I think Marlena's already signed off. So don't ruin your hey. professional wrestling career before it starts. I thought surprised she's signing off with me going to try wrestling when I have a freaking <laughs> broken wing again. Yeah. But other than that, I got nothing. Um, I do plan on being down in Albuquerque this or next weekend. I'll be Mountain Air next weekend, and then the weekend after that, or that same weekend, I'll be in Albuquerque. Um, just a whole lot going on in a whole little bit of time. I am also planning on... Maybe a surprise for you guys. I'll let it be a surprise. Well, hopefully, best- well, hopefully it's not next week because no, it's not next week. Okay. Um, the best prize is a surprise, and let's just say October seventh. I think is when the surprise will happen. Are you expecting Earl? No. Oh, okay. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> okay. Uh, no. So I'll just break it out here. Um, I am in the very infant stages of planning um, a trip to Phoenix with my family to mm-hmm. go watch a soccer match out there. So I'll probably be doing a live from out there. Very cool. If we do a post-match reaction, uh, instant reaction, I might be there. Maybe I'll go talk to your buddy, Owain. <laughs> yeah, that'll be fun. Um, so, all right, our role is going to Phoenix. I'm going to Hartford in a few weeks for that match. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um but we do have an announcement we wanted to share with everyone this evening. Uh, so we had teased it last week that we might have something for you guys this week. And we worked on it. We thought we had it squared, out, squared away. And then uh, plans got canceled yesterday afternoon. But we can confirm that next Tuesday night on Somos, Somos Mas, we will be joined by a new New Mexico United head coach, Eric Quill. He will be on the show with us live next Tuesday at 9 o'clock. So be sure to hop on over in the chat. Uh, ask your questions of coach, get your questions and comments in there and have an opportunity to talk to him, hear him speak live. Uh, you know, we obviously have the opportunity to talk to him, you know, press conferences before the, before the matches, after the matches at the introductory presser. So uh, big, big moment for us. We'd hope to have him this week, uh, but busy week coach. Uh, you know, we had set it up when coach canceled. He said that he was, he, he would rather take the time and focus on the busy week that he had this week, which completely understandable. You know, three matches in eight days, you know, just coming into the club. So, we're like, you know, no worries whatsoever. Uh, but, yeah, Coach Quill will be here with us next week. So be sure to tune in for that. Um, and just to touch on that, before you wrap things up, be- mm-hmm. just to touch on that. Um, if you're watching live to next week, Tuesday night, 9 o'clock, great. Can't wait to see you. Can't Well, can't wait to see your comments because uh, you guys can only see me and my ugly mug. Um, and that's if my internet is working that day, too. <laughs> that's right um regardless of that we will be here um but if you're listening to this sometime throughout the week and you have a burning question that you want to ask coach quill 
shoot us a message. We want your question to be answered by the man himself. We don't want to leave you out there because you don't watch us live. No, that's not the that's not what we have going on here. If you have a question, shoot it to us, Messenger, Facebook. We all we all have the access to Facebook, so we could all <laughs> see what message comes in. Um we will get your question to Coach Quill to get answered on air. Yeah, we'll we'll do everything we can to get as many questions as we possibly can. And we can't we can't promise you every question because obviously we don't want to take uh, too much of coaches' time. You know, you guys, you guys who watch the show know that when we do have you know one of the coaches on, whether it's yeah, uh, you know, Coach Steve Famoletta, whether it's Coach Prince, uh, you know, we generally run about an hour. Uh, give or take. Sometimes we run a little bit over because obviously you know, coach's time is important. So uh, we'll get as many questions answered by Coach Quill next week as we possibly can. So we are looking forward to that. So again, like Earl said, get your questions to us. Facebook, Twitter, you uh, you can DM us, you can message us, you know, post it on our wall, whatever the case is, uh, or pop over in the chat. Obviously, Facebook, YouTube next Tuesday night, nine o'clock. Get your questions in the chat for Coach. We'll get through as many as we possibly can. We're excited to have them on. Um, you know how excited so, I am to have him on? How excited are you to have him on, Earl? I'm feeling oozy. <laughs> Earl's feeling oozy. Okay. Earl is feeling oozy. Yeah, we're excited for this. You know, we've had, uh, I've had the opportunity to talk to Coach uh, in person. And so I'm really looking forward to this. Really, for, really looking forward to you guys having a chance to interact with Coach if you didn't get to see him at the, uh, at the meet and greet the other night. So, um, for everyone, for Earl, for Jacob, who couldn't be with us this evening, uh, for myself, thank you guys so much for watching. Again, Tuesday night, 9 o'clock, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. We will be live. Uh, in the meantime, make sure you give us likes, subscribes, follow us, all that fun stuff across uh, our social medias. Follow us at Somos Moss. Somos you can Moss even podcast. drop stars. Yeah. We're not going to complain about stars either. You can do stars too over on Facebook. I guess it like helps support the podcast in some way. I guess every star is like a penny or something. But um, we, we've Pain talked about taxes. We, we've, we've talked about doing some things as far as Patreon and things like that. So we might have something coming for you guys at some point to support the podcast. Um, we will never paywall our content. The podcast will always be free. We're going to bring you guys as much free content as we possibly can. We are just three individuals. So um, with all that in mind, again, Tuesday, uh, we'll have an, we might have an instant reacts tomorrow night. If not, we will be back. I don't know. There's a chance that it could be one Saturday night as well. We'll see. There might be an instant reaction either tomorrow or Saturday. If not, Tuesday night, 9 o'clock, live with Coach Quill. So until next time, guys, somos unidos. And before we sign off tomorrow, everyone enjoy your hump day.